the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The last couple of broadcasts of Truth For Today have had us in 2 Peter. Today we turn our attention to Psalm 19 as we continue our look at the sufficiency of Scripture. This idea of Scripture being sufficient for all things is not relegated to the New Testament alone. As we'll see over the course of the next two programs, we find that Scripture is indeed sufficient even in the Old Testament. Psalm 19 is where we catch up with Pastor Phil Howard as we continue our series, Why Church? Understanding the answer to that question requires a clear understanding of the sufficiency of Scripture. And we're looking at Psalm 19 as we continue our examination of just how sufficient Scripture really is. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Last week and this week we've been looking at what the Scriptures are sufficient to do in the heart of a child of God. Uh, What is their purpose? What are the effects that God intended to be done with the Bible in your life? It's... uh, Quite amazing to come from darkness to light and be in a new family. Uh, You become a new creation in Christ, but some things aren't new. You still owe the debt on your credit card, not to God. You still got four children, but you are a new creation, right? Some things didn't change. And you still don't know how to live in this present world. You're brand new in this family, just like a baby in this world. I I don't have the tools for life nor existence. And so we are people that understand that God's Word, God's Word will furnish, will supply, will be the sufficient uh, tools you need in the way of knowledge and skills. We looked at quite a few last week. I want to just pick up again some other things, trying to highlight what the Scriptures are meant to do in you and I, and we call this sufficiency. We don't depend on church tradition, like councils. We don't ignore them. There's been some great ones, but we basically run to the Scriptures what does God say? And then, God help us to understand what you say. I, I'm sorry to say, but it's, in all honesty, not all Christians agree on what it says. Okay? Not everybody agrees on what it... Uh, I think you ought to be baptized by immersion. There's a whole lot of folks going to heaven that don't believe that. And how much time do I want to fight with them about it? About that much. Okay? So we don't all, I think, 
The future events go this way. They may differ. So, but we can at least say uh, the source of what we believe is our understanding of Scripture, right? And uh, that should always be growing. Sometimes I'll have people say to me, uh, you know what, you're taking a different view than what you said that back when I heard you in, uh, back here. Uh, you got a different view. And I said, uh, is that okay? Well, I know if you said it once, it ought to be that one. Maybe I got more information. Have you changed your view on any verse? Did you have a view? Okay, let's look at Psalm 19. The first six verses, he tells you that in natural revelation, God is speaking to us through the heavens, the sun, moon, stars, that he is a glorious, majestic God. And he's saying that creation shouts out his glory every day, every day. Romans reaches back to this, and Romans 1 says, the whole world is accountable to believe that there is an eternal God and an all-powerful God to have made such a creation. So it's going from the end result, creation, heaven, stars, sun, going back. Must have been a great God, a majestic God to have been able to do this kind of uh, artwork, this kind of a solar system, this kind of a majestic creation. So it shouts out. Then the writer changes, changes at verse 7, and goes from creation and this open book, read by all, to God's revelation in his written word. And he's talking, and he uses in this section about six synonyms. There's probably about 12 of them in Psalms 119. His testimony, his statutes, uh, his commandments, and all the same thing. And then he uses different adjectives, different verbs. What it is, what it does, what it is, what it will produce. And let's begin looking, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. It, no flaws. It, it's correct in all that it says. What effect does it have? Reviving or restoring the soul. God's word can restore your soul. A word from God. How does the shepherd talk? Sometimes you ask people, I said, how does God talk to you? And they can go, my, my, a hundred different ways. He, he tells me this. He tells, and I ask him, does, does he ever talk to you through this book? Can you hear the voice of the shepherd in this book? His word. And he restores. And that word restore means to turn around. Uh, sometimes it's used of the idea of repentance. He turns me around from the way I was going because sheep have a very normal habit of getting lost. They have a habit of straying. And he says, your word restores my soul. Think of what he said in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. Same word. He restores my soul. And he begins to talk about water, green pastures. It's the same thing as his word. 
He wants to restore you by means of his word. Have you ever been in a situation and you didn't know which way to turn, what to do, and you got a word from God? A, a promise, a, a comfort, just his word. So he said, the word of God is designed to restore you. Listen to what David said in Psalms 51. Restore to me what I lost when I sinned. You know, when I was first saved, I didn't know how to get back to God when I sinned. I didn't know how. I thought you got saved and you landed in heaven. I didn't know that you can still sin and still be saved. Because I thought if you sin, you're not saved. Anybody grow up like that? So you need to go to the next revival and get saved. But I just got saved. Yeah, okay, I'll go to the revival. I got saved again, but I sinned within a week. And I, no, nobody showed me how to get back, how to get back. And then finally, someone said, confess your sin. You don't get saved again, again, and again. Confess it when you've done it. I said, oh, that's too easy. He said, it's the gospel. You don't re-crucify Christ. You don't need three atonements. You don't need three crosses. And if you think that you've sinned great enough that he can't forgive you, you're saying your sin is greater than what God did on the cross. And that's what he tells him in Hebrews. If you think animal sacrifices are equal to my son's death, you're committing an eternal kind of sin. My son is superior to animal sacrifices. Don't diminish what my son did. And so when I confess sin, guess what? I'm cashing in on the benefits bought for me at the cross. But I just needed a word from God, and it restored my backsliding after six months. It was simple, isn't it? Isn't it simple? You say, oh, boy, you must have been so ignorant. Yeah, I was. I was saved and didn't know what to do when I sinned. Do you think there's any Christians in that plight? Could come into church, I can't live it, I'm saved, and I blew it, and I'm saved. Well, they need to get into a perfect church where no one sins, they just all lie. Because John says, you're a liar if you say you don't sin. You're a liar, and you're making him a liar. Well, what, do you, what does he do when you're sinning? You're saying it's all right to sin? I'm saying that my advocate is working for me when I'm sinning. First John 2, 1. I write these things to you, brethren, that you not even sin one time. But when you do, he is advocating for you. When? Not after. Not before. Right when you're doing it. When did God start loving you? When you were coming to church or while we were without Christ, without hope, and while we were hating God, Christ died for us. We, our hang-ups don't keep God from being God. He already anticipated how many times you'd fall. You know, children aren't born in this world and immediately start running. They do have to have a lot of falling before they ever learn how to walk. And what about you? Have you? Did you ever think you were going to beat some of those early sinful patterns? Were you ever going to get over your language, get over your thinking, get over your wrong morals? How long did it take you to establish a walk? 
It's quite a process. His word will restore you. He'll turn you back and just bring you back. He goes on to say that his word makes wise the simple. Now, that's not a high compliment on you, but that he means it anyway. This word simple is one of the uh, Hebrew words for fool. But it was translated simple in Proverbs or naive in some translation. It was a word used of youth. Uh, this word often characterized youth. And, uh, but it had this idea, open to influence. That's what the word meant. It means just open. And so out of that being open to influence came the idea of gullibility, simpleton, easily deceived, uh, could be easily led astray here, there, because the mind was wide open to any influence, any, uh, could wind up with wrong peers easily, could wind up in sin and behaviors. Just, uh, we would call them stupid. Scripture called them naive, gullible, simpleton. And he said, the word of God, the word of God, uh, is able to make you wise if, he, if you are a simple person. And guess what? Everybody was born naive. You don't start life knowing how to live life. Right? That's why he gave Proverbs and told the mom and dad to invest it in them. The best youth group going in the Bible is called a mom and dad. The best. Mom and dad teach you morals. Mom and dad teach you right and wrong. Mom and dad teach. And you look at Proverbs, the things he has to teach this young, simple youth. Uh, Peer pressure. Don't run with the wrong people. Proverbs 1. Proverbs 2. Have a thirst to discover how precious wisdom is. Proverbs 3. Keep God central. Proverbs 4. Fear God. Proverbs 5. Let me tell you what a seductive woman will do and how she will trap you, my son. Chapter 7, stay away from her house. Have these kind of morals. And know if you mess around with her, it's going to burn you like coals. How many dads have ever taught a boy that? You teach this to your children. Teach them the dangers of drink. Teach them the dangers of running with fools. Teach them the danger of being around hot-headed people. Teach them the dangers of a bad, loose tongue. Teach them the dangers of, uh, oh, one thing, all these issues of life. Because let me give you an example of knowing the will of God and our need for wisdom. Let's take a young man. Uh, Let's make him 20, second year of college maybe. Uh, How does he know how to pick the right girl? A lot of things in the Bible, when you want to know God's will, are easy. They're uh, right, wrong. I mean, I need to pray, Lord, I want your will. I'm thinking about stealing this guy's car. Would you direct me? (laughs) Those are absolutes. God has spoken. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, be pure. Don't be immoral. He said, this is the will of God. I don't know whether to gripe or to be thankful. In all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Have any of you got over griping? 
You need to get in the will of God. It's an absolute. But, but, now, let's say I'm a Christian young man, okay? Uh, and I'm on camp at Bible college. Three beautiful young ladies. They, you know they've got to be beautiful. God wouldn't give you anyone that's ugly. So you know that's almost God's will. They've got to be beautiful. And so who should I date? Who's the one that God, does God come down and emblazon, uh, you know, a dot on the, there's the one. Or, now, what we would ask if they said, you're dating a girl, we'd say, well, are they a believer? Oh, a believer. Okay, good. All three. All three. Which one should I marry? How, how, did you, how would you figure that out? Does God come down from heaven and tell you? Well, in wisdom, part of wisdom is making good choices and making the best choice. Could, uh, let's say out of the three girls, could you marry a girl and say, I really don't like what it chose, but it's going to have to be the will of God now? You could. You could, because God hates divorce. Jonathan Edwards uh, had a very difficult daughter. And uh, him being the father, he knew that. A young man was struck by her, came to Edwards, wanted permission to marry this girl. And Edwards said, no, I I can't let you do it. And this guy began to make his appeal. But I love her. Uh, She's a Christian. And made his spill on why they, they meant for each other. And Edwards said this profound thing. He said, My dear young man, just know that the grace of God can live with a lot of people you can't live with. I know my daughter, and you don't want to marry a whirlwind. She might be a Christian, but she can make you miserable. Do you know Christian marriages that aren't the sweetest place on earth? I don't expect any amens today. It's time for meditation. Don't show your hand. Wisdom, to have wisdom, how I spend money, who are my peers, marriage, uh, so many issues of life that I don't have a right or a wrong. The wisdom literature of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, uh, how do I make money, spend money? Okay, that's a big issue in life. And how many young people start out with any knowledge of how to use it and not to be in debt all the time or be enslaved? He says, God's word can give you wisdom. And James said, ask for wisdom. And then James tells you, heavenly wisdom is sweet. It's reasonable. It's pure. It's righteous. You know, and so I look at some people, everything is explosive. Everything's difficult. And and you watch, an unwise person is always walking into a trap because they're not prepared for life. They're just not. Give you an example. Uh, I use this first service, and I think I lost them because they all went into shock. The, The Bible will give you a right set of prejudices. Okay? And when I said, do you believe in prejudice? And people automatically say, oh, you're thinking of racial. No, I'm thinking of sin prejudice. Let's say like this. He teaches, son, 
Don't go to her corner. She hangs out here. She dresses this way. She looks this way. She talks this way. I want to give you a prejudice. Don't get around that kind of environment. Prejudged. My buddies just said, let's go. And I didn't think a thing about it before we were busted, got drunk, and, and happened to be involved in a raid on a brothel. Well, Dumbo, Simpleton, did you not read Proverbs, what that character would look like, what the place would look like? You should have prejudiced yourself against that kind of behavior. Do you have that prejudice before you even meet it? You don't get in it and figure out what you're going to do. It's like living on the edge of Niagara Falls and being 10 feet away says, you know, I, should, I really ought to get out of this river. It's a little late, honey. There's some situations you better prejudge. I can't go there. The gravitational pull to sin temptation is too strong. The Word of God is able to take a simpleton, those that are naive about sin and life, and give them the right set of prejudices of sin. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hang it out with fools. Do you know what a fool is? Read Proverbs. He's always right. He always wants to fight. He's always angry. He's dangerous. I need to know what a fool looks like before I meet them. And that's what he's saying. It's just, that's the right kind of prejudice. I've been forewarned. I've been for uh, equipped to know that, and he said, my, my word will teach you that. My word will show you how to avoid a thousand pitfalls before you ever get to them. Wow. And isn't youth a dangerous time of how much stupid stuff you can do before you're 25 that you regret the rest of your life? Well, this is convicting. Let's keep going. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. God's Word was designed to bring joy to your heart by its promises, uh, by its instruction, by its guidance. And I think this joy is best illustrated. He goes on to say, it's like eating honey or someone giving you gold. That, that the Word from God is designed to just thrill you and make your heart burst. Uh, in the first service, uh, Jane Jones brought her mother up to me, who happens to be 88 years of age. Her husband's been with the Lord about two years. Uh, they both went to Bible college when they had four children, and she got pregnant while they were in Bible college, and she wanted to let me know. She said, guess how much money we owed when we left? She said, nothing. My husband graduated from college and we had five children, and God kept us. And she said, I spend two hours every day in his word. I can't get enough of it. 88 years old. She said, it is like gold. It is like honey to me. And I see many believers, they're looking for something sweet in life. And they've got a book full of it. The news doesn't have it, let me tell you. But I know this is sweet. What you think on before you go to sleep, why don't you think on something sweet? 
And you're listening to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we close out our broadcast today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the program encourages you in Christ and how this program is being used by you on a daily basis. Are we just a normal part of your radio listening? Do you tap into our resources available at our website? Have you visited our church? These are things we would love to hear from you. Take a moment, call or write to us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Take advantage of the resource materials I mentioned a moment ago. We have several. Again, truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also find information about Valley Bible Church right there as well, who we are, what we believe, worship times, services, and directions to the church. We'd love to have you join us, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Again, that's truthfortodayradio.org. If you're writing to us, our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then, as we conclude our time together today, we would also invite you to partner with us. This radio broadcast and the many resources that accompany it are available as you partner with us, as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large, and you can do a one-time gift or make monthly pledges. No matter, we'd love to have you be a partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the Bay Area and beyond. So contact us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. And you can also donate online at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.